Welcome back to Elevate Inspiration for Sunday School. We are in lesson nine of this week. We're going to be talking about faith and wisdom. Let me ask you, do you agree or disagree with these statements? The first statement is most of the truly wise people I know are older and more experienced than I am. Do you agree or disagree? What about this one? Satan uses tough time to push us away from God. Agree or disagree? It's easy to condemn the wealthy, but it's difficult to yearn for financial security. Agree or disagree? One more. The lives of some smart people show how foolish they can be. And the last one. I've seen that terrible problems bring some people closer to God. Okay, now this week we're going to be studying um, James. We're going to be still looking at wisdom, but we're going to look at wisdom and faith. Uh, and for the next five lessons, we're going to stay in the book of James. So let's get started. All right, so first we, we'll jump right into James 1, 1 through 4. And the first verse kind of tells us who the author James is. James, it says he's a bond servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad. So this book, um, scholars believe, is written by the half-brother of Jesus. During the time that Jesus' ministry was transpiring while he was on earth, his brothers, blood brothers, failed to accept his teaching. However, James does accept his teaching, and it probably was after his death, burial, and resurrection. So what we see here is that James does not boast that he is a brother of Jesus Christ, but he used the word bondservant or slave of God. Um, a lot of authors in the Bible use that. Moses uses that in the Old Testament. Uh, Paul uses that term, that they are slaves to God. Now, the last portion of the verse talks about the 12 tribes, so it kind of gives us a hint. Of, of who he's writing to. Majority of the book of James really reflects from the Old Testament. This is probably one of the first books written in the New Testament. James actually lived, according to Jewish uh, historians, that he lived um, to about 62 AD. And then he is he dies, um, not of a natural death, but he's killed um, because of the persecution that goes on in the early church. And what James is seeing here, he's noticing that the tribes of Judah, the 12 tribes of Judah, they are scattered abroad. And he's writing to them. So we can take this easily today and say that he's writing to us as, as Christians um, that are scattered throughout the world. Okay, then the next verse is, I want to spe spend some time on this. It says, my brother in Canada, all your win, you fall into virus trials. Now, Old Testament correction, in the King James Version, it doesn't use the word various trials. It uses the word diverse trial. Um, uh, but here, if you notice, it says, count it all your win. In other words, James is saying, it's not that you're not going to fall into uh, tribulation is when you're going to fall into tribulation because he says that when you fall into trials or tribulation or testing of your faith notice what it produces patient and then at the end he says that patient will have its perfect work and then he'd use a, a parallelism 
perfect and complete. A lot of people think that when you say perfect, that means you are sinless. However, it doesn't mean you're sinless. It means that you are complete. And I like this statement here. It says the one who is perfect is the one who is consistently strives to overcome sinful behaviors and attitudes. So that's what James is talking about. So if we go to the next three verses, God's gift. And this is if you want to be complete. This is the verse right here that we focus on. This is the verse that is quoted more often. If any of you likes wisdom, okay, likes wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without approach, and it will be given to him. So if you want to maintain that complete life, you got to have wisdom. And then he goes and talks about doubt instability. In other words, he says he is a double-minded man, is unstable. Someone who can ask and think he's not going to get it. Someone who is doubting is like a um, um, like someone that's in a sea um, that is driven and tossed by the waves. You're not going to get anything from God. So I like to ask this question right here, if you think about it. What are some ways to encourage a friend who feels that God is not answering his or her prayers because of a lack of faith? And then when do you use Romans 8.28? You know what that is, um, that verse. When is the proper time to use it? When is the improper time? Let's think about that. Because based on what this question is asking you, you got to use wisdom. So we almost end in handling with there's the highs and low, verse 92. Let the lowly brother glory in his exaltation, but the rich in his humiliation. And then the fading away. Notice this because as a flower of the field, he will pass away, for no sooner has the sun risen with a burning heat than it withers the grass. So its flower falls and the beautiful appearance perishes, so a rich man also shall fade away in his pursuit. So that's let you know is that there is the highs and lows. And what James is trying to say is that wealth, we got to handle it properly, because if you focus total on wealth, it's going to be just like a great, just like the flower, how it comes up and then it withers away. So think about this for a few minutes, praying for wisdom. Is this wisdom if a person make this statement here? I pray that God will take away all trials and temptation from my life so I can really live from him. Is that really wisdom? What about this statement? It's like I have an angel and a devil on my shoulders. Sometimes I think I can totally trust God to help me with this problem. Other times I think I should be able to handle this myself. Why is that? Is that wisdom when you ask those type of questions? What about this one? I have struggled. I have struggled financially for many years. It feels like God just doesn't care about me that much. Is that wisdom? So I end with this thought today. In every aspects of life, God invites us to seek his wisdom. So if you think about that picture there, if God gives generously, what is it that you're going to ask from God in every aspect?
like us to seek his wisdom. Thank you. See you in Sunday school.